I am McCord from Ottawa's Best Rock 106.9 The Bear, formerly of Edmonton's Best Rock 100.3 The Bear. It seems fitting that every time I do one of these like live face-to-face, it's in a bar over beers. Well, we like to drink is the problem, man. <laughs> it just seems fitting that a radio show about radio people... Well, here, listen. Let's just do this. Is there That's maximum go. authenticity for the people. So tell them how long have you been in radio now? Uh, since uh, 2001. So that's uh, pushing... In January, it will be 13 years. Wow. And what made you want to get in in the first place? Um, I, I, you know what? It wasn't any, any sort of like lifelong. I always loved radio. Like as a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I had the, uh, every kid tells the Fisher Price story. The Fisher Price. Let's see what's mom making for dinner tonight. This just thin spaghetti, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the the moment I knew that I wanted to do radio was I got into it at the beginning because I love music. Right. And uh, I'll tell tales out of school here, man. I was uh, sitting around with my buddy Dave K one day at his apartment, and we were high as balls. <laughs> and it was a Saturday afternoon, and we used to listen to a show on uh, the Fox. In Vancouver, yes, uh, David Hawk's Triple X Modern Rock Circus, and I listened to that show religiously because it was the only show that was playing, you know, the shit that I was listening to, and I like international noise conspiracy, right, or the Strokes, or that kind of thing. I mean, like you got this is this is 15 years ago. People did not play non-commercial music on the radio. We'd listen to this David Hawk show religiously because, I mean, that was that's the magic of radio. Is back in the day when you heard something that you wouldn't normally hear on the radio, it was like a a score one for the little guys, right? <laughs> yeah. And David Hawks would play everything from, like, Archers of Loaf to Kraftwerk to, like, whatever. And it was on a commercial radio station. And he played a new single by a band called Creeper Lagoon. And my buddy Dave turned to me and was like, is this the new Creeper Lagoon signal? And I was like, single. And I said, yeah, it is. And it was produced by Dave Fridman, the same guy that did uh, the Flaming Lips album. Right. Soft Bulletin. And he's like, you know that? Or so, and it was like, man, you should be on the radio. And it was just that synapse of like, that's what I'm going to do you, for the rest of my life. You have a point, sir. You're right. <laughs> like, where else can you get paid to drink a ton and bullshit about things? Yeah. And yeah, so that's, I, I quite literally... That night, we had people over at Dave's apartment. I talked to my friend Mark, and I was like, dude, Dave just figured out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to be on the radio. <laughs> and he said, well, I happen to go into Columbia Academy in Vancouver tomorrow to look into their music recording program. Right. Why don't you come with me? They have a broadcasting program. And 24 hours later, I was trying to get tuition. For, the clouds part. The yeah. one light comes beaming down exactly. on everybody yeah, in Blueville. And, and, and I left my job quickly and and sport mart's never been the same (laughs) so suck at retail sportswear now aside from sport mart (laughs) once you got into the industry i really fucked those guys man (laughs) (laughs) once you got into the industry what's on your resume what have you done in the radio industry uh i started out like first real gig was at uh the beat 94.5 in vancouver right uh in in when they launched in 2001 2002 um and i was a writer there and i did overnights and weekends and it's probably like i don't i don't even have any of that audio i wish i did because that would be uh tremendously embarrassing to go back and to go back in here and be like oh man um and then from there i wound up on a short-term uh maternity leave contract when uh Virgin in Vancouver, right, was Z95 as a writer, and uh, God bless Glenn Chalmers, 
who uh, was the, the head for Western Canada Standard Radio at the time, because he said, you seem to be a young, eager fella. Sure am. Would you like to go to Edmonton? And before I was even, you know... I was on the plane before I even said yes type thing. So right. you quit you quit Sport Mart again. Quit Sport Mart again. You know, I mean, right in Christmas season too. I, I've been crippling those guys for decades now. And uh, yeah, no, and then I wound up in uh, in Edmonton and that was in uh, spring, summer 2004, June 2004. And uh, I, I, the Bear in Edmonton, I pretty much, I was a writer. I did overnights. I did weekends. I wound up in drive. It was, yeah, it was, I did everything. I washed cars, man. There was a lot of car washing going on. It was, uh, I wore every hat that I could. Now, how did you go, because, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you you know these these in-depth music details, yeah. and you decide, like, man, radio is the way I want to go for this. This is pretty awesome. How do you go from that to writing commercials for Sportmark? You know what I mean? Uh, I think it was kind of a, I've always been interested in every facet of the industry. Okay. I always liked, you know, I was never a production guy because I was just never good at it. Right. Um, but I found writing to be something I could do that got my foot in the door, and it uh, did get my foot in the door. That having been said, any young broadcaster who's listening to this right now, uh, if you're thinking about going and getting a big city writing gig to stay in a major market and working your way up to on air, that's the wrong way to do it. Go to a small town and get good a lot faster because, I mean, <laughs> when you when you stay in a major market and do overnights and then don't get much mic time, yeah. you are exponentially slowing down yeah. the curve at which you become a better jock, right? So... Like, how long did you... You were in Edmonton, and Edmonton's where you really made your breakout yeah. into the on-air, but how long were you writing commercials before they were like, all right, See, Scott? Until they said, okay, we're going to make you a full-time announcer, you're not going to write. Yeah. Because at one point, I was doing evenings, weekends, and writing, and I had a bar gig with uh, Danae Meyer, right. who works at Virgin now, who was on the morning show in Virgin Calgary. At one point, I was working five days a week in creative, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then I was getting off for an hour going home changing any Mr. Noodles and coming back four nights a week plus a remote on the weekend Yeah, to go from 7 to midnight. So like I, I literally the year 2008 I could not tell you anything I did in 2008 I worked. But according to people who don't work in radio we've never worked an 8 hour day in our life right? Well I mean I, I wasn't exactly fucking digging ditches or anything like that right? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with digging ditches as a profession with all manner of dignity, uh, but no, like it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It sucked. Like I, you know, I, I credit to my current lady, Crystal, for staying with me. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see each other. It was, it was. I lived at work, but at the same time, I love living at work. Uh, I love, I love radio. It's, it's, it sounds so cliche and corny to say, but you know, yeah, you're working, but it beats working. Yeah. You know? Now, at the Bear, when you were coming into the on-air, and there was Danae Meyer in there, and there was Fearless Fred at the time was in that area, and it, you guys were part of uh, you know what really has been looked on as a youth movement at that station, where they really made an effort to, to move towards younger talent. What was that vibe like, where it was like, it was all really, right, kids, you get the keys? It was really exciting, uh, partially because, like you said, um, that was the time when the Paul Brown show... Uh, Yukon Jack, Julian Foote, Paul Brown were really sort of coming into their own circa, you know, 2006, summer 2006, when you had the Oilers were in the Stanley Cup. There was the the housing market was going crazy. Um, you know, people like myself, Danae Meyer, 
Uh, you were there yourself, Drew. Um, Mark Michaels, who's now also with the Virgin Morning Show in Calgary. Um, just a lot of fearless Fred, my God, was a monster at that point. Yeah. Uh, all of us sort of were in that building at the same time. And it's it's like being on a winning team. I would imagine. I mean, <laughs> as a Canucks fan, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know what that's like, uh, but it's you know, it's 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 the same kind of thing where you go, okay, we pretty clearly got something special here, and that God, that sounds so corny, but it's true. Um, you know, we we pretty clearly got a good team here, and let's just see where this goes. And you know, I mean, that's that that's a. I don't want to be like, well, it's a special time, but like <laughs> when I think back to that, it was the, the talent in that building was just unbelievable, and I'm glad that I kind of got to sit sort of quietly in the corner while they made their moves and right. waited patiently for them all to quit until they finally had to take a chance on me. And, and now you were the cornerstone out of the bear in Ottawa with the the Bears breakfast in the morning show out there. Yep. And what's that transition? <laughs> yes, like? yes, I am, Drew. <laughs> you're um, absolutely yeah, right. You're what's, right. What's the transition been like to go from? I mean, you know, obviously the afternoon drive, one of the key positions in any yep. radio station, but to go from behind such a powerful morning show like the Paul Brown show, and and you know, coming out from under the shadow of a guy like Fearless Fred, to going to Ottawa and just being like. This is this is me now. This is on me. Yeah. Did you find that to be stressful when you made that move? Um, no. You know what? It was a lot. It was a lot easier because you know, I, you're. It's following a guy like Fearless Fred is like following Ed Sullivan on the Beatles, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy you could who followed Ed Sullivan on the Beatles. Some guy who like spun plates or ventriloquism <laughs> or shit like that. You can be the best ventriloquist in the world, but you're following the Beatles. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like that with Fred. And thank God, guys like Ryan Zimmerman and Rob Vavrick, uh, the two PDs during my tenure at the Bear, had enough time and patience to say, "Okay, let's let McCord marinate for a while, right, and grow a little bit in this role." Because you know, I, I, I kind of felt like I had to take the chance to to go in after Fred to sit in his chair after he was done. But at the same time, I also had a feeling like, well, I'm just a patsy. They're throwing me to the wolves, right? Someone's got to go. There's got to be a buffer zone, and by God, it'll be Scott McCord. Um, so I think that, to me, once you go through something like that, yeah. and, and you sort of back clean up after legends like the Paul Brown show, um, you know, you kind of feel like you can do anything, really, after that. So it was a pretty natural transition, man. And I, I think... I don't know. I think the the thing that I had the hardest time with was like I'm going to a way different time zone and I have to wake up at 4 a.m. as opposed to you know hosting my bar gig at the Ripper Bar where I'm doing wet T-shirt Tuesdays and yeah. getting home at 4 a.m. type thing, right? So it it was a physical change as opposed to a metaphorical type thing. Now, at any point, like when you were toiling away doing writing and overnights or when you were on, you know, those evenings and weekends and writing and all that stuff, was there ever a point where you were like, where you got frustrated to the point where you thought about maybe trying to go back to Sportmart? No. No? Oh, my God, no. Uh, I mean, listen, if you need a guy to sell you a snowboard uh, that might be of questionable durability... (laughs) 
with a warranty that may not be as true as the receipt claims. Uh, no. How have they gotten this much time out of us? I don't no know, man. But I don't know. <laughs> the Off Mic Podcast needs a sales team. Yeah, what's up with the Four Zanny group right now? It's like, <laughs> we're just killing with these guys. Um, no, there, I don't think there was ever a, a give up type thing. And I think... You know, like, whatever. I'm not going to say radio's a, a horrible bitch goddess industry that weeds out the weak quickly, but it does. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you meet good people in radio, and, and you meet bad people in radio, but at the same time, you you also meet people who get it right away. Yeah. And that's what radio's looking for. Right. And a lot of people don't get it right away and eventually get it and go on to great careers, but the majority of people who... Who, who succeed in, in 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 the industry? Not necessarily right. Like everyone has to get it at some point. Is what I'm saying. Yep. You have to have that moment of of syntax where you go, oh, this is how it works. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so no, I, I didn't give up, man. I, I stuck with it because honestly, like I am not, I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> like I'm quite literally would be the shittiest bartender. <laughs> It's it's put this, that drink down. It's my break. Like it's <laughs> this or a real life Barney Gumble. That's, yeah, essentially. That's yeah. what we have to. And as long as the to. space program isn't hiring. <laughs> now, while you were sticking it out in the early days, what's the most yeah. broke ass thing you've done in your radio career? Holy God. <laughs> Whew. There's been a lot, but I can think of a few dates when I was single. Oh, yeah. And having to be like, yeah, yeah, why don't you, uh, you know, go and, uh, you need to go to the bathroom or something? I'm just going to go up here and pay. And then having to pay in gift cards. <laughs> and praying to God that the gift cards that you kiboshed uh, from promo are going to A, cover the tab, or B, whatever you have on your debit card is going to cover the rest of the tab. Right. That kind of thing. Although... <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was when I was working at the Beat in Vancouver, and when you first like, man, there's nothing better than being in the industry when you're like 21, 22, 23, right? And you can drink all night long and wake up the next morning and go to a show or go into the office or go voice track whatever. Get back into it. Get right back on the pony and you're laughing, dude. Like you totally get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was like it was great to work at a station in Vancouver that was a, a startup and b. Um, like a, you know, throwing parties all the time. Hey, right. Like, we have arrived, that kind of thing. I worked there, like, I worked there right even before they were on the air type thing for the flip yeah. switch. So they were constantly having these industry things, and it was great. Like, don't get me wrong, man. Like, it was, it was unreal, but it was one of those, like, living out of your car moments where you open the trunk on your 89 Pontiac Sundance, <laughs> and, like... <laughs> You're looking in the trunk and you're like, what can I cobble together here for some semblance of a normal life Right. from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.? I got a promo t-shirt. <laughs> I got some cozy shack pudding from, <laughs> for lunchtime sustenance. This appears to be some sort of Halloween-sized <laughs> toothpaste from the good people at Crest. And that's Wednesday. We're know? ready to like, go. We're ready to go, yeah. I can remember. I, it's, it's funny that you bring that up, though, like going on the dates with the coupons and stuff like that. My first date with my, my current wife. I say current. I should probably just leave that wife. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. My first date with my wife. I met her the night before. We were at a party. We both slept at the house we were partying at. I got up early the next day to go work a, an outdoor festival. Because sure. I was doing promo at the time. 
and she woke up like I, I had jostled her as I was getting up and she was like oh where are you going and the light bulb comes on I was like you want to go on a date and I took her along with me as I worked my promo shift at this festival lied to the people at the gate saying that she was an employee of the station I was at That's tremendous. so that she could come in we watched a few concerts in between me like putting tattoos on drunk broads and getting stuff signed by bands oh yeah and I felt like I was the biggest wheel in town yeah 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 and then like <laughs> second date was like a movie premiere with yeah, the yeah. free and I was like, this is this is it. You notice how we didn't uh, pay to go see Robin Williams in RV, did you there, baby? Like, come on, let's go. <laughs> okay, part of radio at that stage of the game is the ingenuity to make it work. Yeah. And I know, you know, how many people look at that first paycheck and go, God, how am I going to do this for the next year, two years until my Whatever number comes is. up, right? Until someone pulls my card. Yeah. Right? You know, the next thing you know, you figure out a way to do it, and that becomes fun. And, I mean, haven't we all not given away a pizza gift card and called it in right before midnight when your shift is done and got home just at when the pizza gets there at 12.15? You arrive at 12.14 to make sure that Mrs. John Cena pizza gets delivered piping hot to Mrs. Cena, who's already in the bedroom, and I'll just get the pizza for Mrs. Cena and use her gift card. You know? <laughs> that was oddly specific for just a random yeah, story. Yeah, happened before. <laughs> Let me just say that a gentleman by the name of Ray Mysterio used to live in South Edmonton, just off of White Ave. What is the most memorable <laughs> that is? Pie for Mr. Mysterio? Yeah, he's right here. <laughs> What's the most memorable thing you've got to do, like phone calls, promotions? When you're done radio at the end of this year, <laughs> yeah. What's going to be the thing that you're like, that was amazing? Uh, there's been a lot of stuff, man. There's been, I, I mean, there's there's always the charge of, we'll all complain about it, and I'll, oh, I don't want to go to this intro, this band, that kind of thing, but there there's a charge when you get on stage, and there's, I mean, I, I got the opportunity, you know the fun, the band fun, I got to intro them. Lowercase F-U-N period, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to intro them at Blues Fest this past year for a crowd of, like, 12,000, okay. and that's pretty... And I, mean, I could have gone up there and been like, hi, I'm the janitor. Woo! You know? uh, did someone leave a U of O sweater in the men's john? Yeah! You, yeah, that, that's me. Like, you could have said anything. That's, yeah. that's pretty rad. Um, I really can't pinpoint one thing. I mean, like, there's, there's stuff that's... There's small potato stuff that you remember. There's certain calls that you remember. Right. Callers, that kind of thing where you go, man, God, thank God that happened. Right. You know, because you never know who's going to call every day. You might have a hot topic and you get duds. Or I think, I think what I'll take away from it a lot is that, like, I've met a lot of people. It strikes me more when I... When I, when I think about it in terms of, like, the scope of my career having only been a little bit over a decade, and I mean, like, dude, I've barely been... I'm a thimble in terms of <laughs> how long I've spent in radio. But when you... You know what I mean? Like, just the, the friendships that you forge, the people that you know, that you know going forward in this industry... Right. It, it sort of strikes me the scope of it when I see people that I grew up with 
in the industry going places and doing good things and realizing because you know when you start you hear your teachers in radio school saying you know the people that you know look to your left look to your right they're not going to be in the industry in five years right, or yeah. but you do meet all these people and you think man it would be cool to work with blank going forward right it would be cool to work with blank that kind of thing you know like even looking back to when you mentioned that era at the bear where it was like you know myself Mark Danae Fred how cool is it to turn your television on to tell it to and see Fred you know how, how cool is it to think that you and I used to smoke the darts we could barely afford <laughs> with our Simpsons lighters and when you could smoke inside that's yeah. how long ago it was <laughs> in the bowels of the CTV studios on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, and then look back and, you know, now we're grown-ups and we're doing this for a living. I mean, I know that sounds really cliche, but that's pretty special, man. You meet a lot of people who are you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life in the industry and out of it, and I think that, to me, is what gives me the most pause to look back and go, wow, this is pretty fucking awesome. So if you were to give advice to people, you know, going into people who are having that moment as we speak right now where they're like, radio is a fucking career choice yeah, yeah. that are looking to get into the industry. If you had to give them a piece of advice, would it be to just to cultivate those relationships? Cultivate those relationships, but also understand that, you know, the sacrifices that you're going to make are going to be, ah, how can I say this? The sacrifices that you're going to make going forward when you get into radio are going to be big, but it's not going to be um, some weird Sophie's Choice type, which of my children do I take with me? Right. It's going to be stuff like, uh, like I haven't spent a birthday with my mom in over a decade. Okay. Do you do you know how much it would mean to my mom if I walked in the door on her birthday? Yeah. In the middle of ratings for no matter what market you're in, in March, and said happy birthday to my mom? Right. That's kind of something that you have to accept you're not going to do in radio unless you're unemployed or you work for the one company that doesn't care that you're taking time off to go see your mom on the other end of the country. Because chances are you're not going to live in the same market forever as your parents. You're going to move around a lot. Your parents are probably going to stay where they are, right? And by God, if you find that company, let everybody else know. Yeah, dude, hire me. <laughs> I'm at soundslikemccord at gmail.com. That's S. Uh, you're jumping ahead. No, we yeah. The contact info yeah, next. At the end, yeah. No, um... <laughs> I think before you get into it, prepare yourself for sacrifices that, listen, I knew I was going to have to move. I knew that it was going to be, you know, it, from day one, you know, it's not going to be the financial boon that maybe people think it's going to be. You're, you're aware of that. It's small stuff like I'm never going to go to WrestleMania. As long as I have a successful show and I work in radio, I'm never going to go to WrestleMania. It's always in March or April. Right. Right in ratings. Right in the middle of ratings. That's a God damn it, McCord. Sorry, I bud. never thought about that. Sorry, bud. But yeah, it, it's stuff like that. Probably going to quit now. <laughs> you should. And you're right to do it. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's stuff like that. It's, it's, it's little things that you're not expected for. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely expect the unexpected, but do it. For, for everyone that's out there, for listen, how many... 
how many jock sniffing guys that have a Twitter account or some Facebook that aren't in the industry that are going to post some doomsday crap out there that's oh radio numbers are down and the percentages aren't this and it's the death of the request line or it's the if this is the end of radio as long as there's talented people in this industry it's never the death of radio as long as we're doing things right and serving the audience and giving them a reason to tune in no the request line will never die and isn't dead I should note um the radio's not gonna die but why no if you're young and you're interested, absolutely go for it, man. For sure. Down to the last three questions. Mm. Uh, first one, and this is this is. Are we rapid we, firing this? Is this no, like a, no. This is just wow. where we put you on the spot with things that you probably would have appreciated thinking about coming into it. Yeah. Who's your favorite out of market DJ? That and not like the major names like the Fearless Freds or, or anything like that. The yeah. people who are are middling to up and coming in this industry that you think people should be keeping an eye. That I hear their that I hear their stuff and I'm like, wow, that's that's the, next the one yeah. guy. God, I wish I uh, I can think of a. Mm. Um, I think uh, Tyler Middleton at X92 evenings at X92 in Calgary right is. Without question, one of the best jocks in the country. I, I mean, like, yeah, he's got evenings in a major market, so he's kind of, he's there. He's doing okay. Type thing. <laughs> um, yeah, he's doing all right. But I think he's, I don't think he's, like, about to enter the conversation. I think he's in the conversation right. for that, the best jocks in the country. Uh, my man Toby, who's going to uh, be starting in a couple days here, I think. If he's not already started, Evan. I haven't heard it yet, but he's going to do drive at Virgin Winnipeg. Um, I think he's he's just starting there, and he's formerly Toby Unwired. Toby Unwired in the mornings, yeah, he's doing great stuff. Um, I can't think of her station off the top of my head, uh, but Lindsay May uh, at uh, Magic Ninety Nine in Thunder Bay. She's posted some really good audio that I really liked from her, Lindsay May, uh, in T Bay. So. That's that. I could go. I could stroke. Man, can I stroke some more people that are awesome? It's your episode. If you want to talk about more people, by yeah. all means. I think. Uh, uh, I think uh, a lot of people in. Uh, if you want to hear great radio that really connects with the community, um, I think uh, in Victoria, the zone in Victoria, uh, Dylan, and in the morning show, and Jason, um, also Paul Plastino, uh, Jeremy Baker. And uh, basically, John the entire the whole, zone. Their whole, the whole zone. <laughs> Man, if you want to talk about uh, a radio that's able to connect with the community, unbelievable. Like, that's the blueprint, the absolute blueprint for uh, a station that's got their finger on the pulse of everything happening in Victoria. Such good stuff happening there. So. And after that glowing recommendation, if the zone wanted to offer, say, some sort of on-air position to one Scott McCord, how would they and others get a hold of you? But I'm just saying that I got some Canucks jerseys out there. So if anyone in BC needs a guy, <laughs> I'm sure to be unemployed soon. Bring me back to the motherland. Um, uh, you can always get a hold of me. I'm at uh, the email is uh, sounds like McCord, S O U N D S L I K E. M-C-C-O-R-D at gmail.com uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio McCord The usual stuff The usual stuff I'm out there If you if you Google McCord Bear <laughs> Ottawa or Edmonton You'll get Either up to date Contact information Or slight out to date Contact information That I still get cause... Last thing Yeah You get to pick any song you want And you have to intro it Like a real radio type professional Uh 
This is Heavy Metal Drummer by Wilco because it has the best post in the history of... This is the one song played on the radio that should be played on the radio that isn't played on the radio that has like a 35... Like the juiciest 35-second post that never gets commercial airplay. <laughs> Heavy Metal Drummer by Wilco off of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot to end things on the Off Mic Podcast with Dolby and McCord. Shazam! <laughs> I sincerely miss those heavy metal bands I used to go see on the landing in the summer She fell in love with the drummer She fell in love with the drummer She fell in love Shiny, shiny pants and bleached blonde hair A double kick drum by the river in the summer She fell in love with the drummer Another than another She fell in love She fell in love with another.